0: Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm excited to share with you a conversation I had with Paul Casey. He is a calendar coach and a time management expert. And that's exactly what we talk about in this conversation. It's a sweet, simple, short, to-the-point conversation with Paul about using your calendar more effectively some key time management principles that honestly, sometimes we forget about. There's also some new ones. And overall, this is just a a first great conversation with Paul. I'll have to have him back on the show again. So I'll just save you some time and get out of the way and say, enjoy this conversation with Paul Casey. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome to the show, Paul Casey. Paul, welcome to the show. It is an honor to be on your show, Eric. You come from this world of time management. That is one of the ways that productivity is often described. The words time management and then productivity are often swapped for each other. I think time management is maybe one subset of productivity. Productivity is I kind agree. of a, a large overarching word that means a lot of things to a lot of people and, and encompasses a lot of different things. So I'm curious as to your let's say, specialization or specializing in time management in the productivity world.
1: Yeah, I agree with you that uh, time management is an avenue to get to productivity. So what I've done just over 20 years is trying to distill time management down into its essence. Like it's like just a, a dozen or so principles that if people were to apply them, and made them into habits that they would get to productivity as a result of that. So it's really just breaking it down into some of the tried and true habits in in time management.
0: So what would you say is your definition of that term, time management?
1: Well, I actually don't like the term, <laughs> to be honest, because, <laughs> but it's sort of the buzzword that gets speaking gigs and and coaching opportunities because people are like, oh, gosh, I need that. You know, and everybody seems to need that. And if I were to follow the rabbit trail back to the hole for every client I've ever coached, they would say it's a time management issue somewhere. They're not giving enough time to something they need to be or vice versa. And so that's probably where I would start.
0: Okay. So for you, it's more where is the output going? Where's the energy going? What, you know, a matter of priorities maybe as well. Yeah.
1: Energy management, priority management are probably better terms.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And really, that's where it is coming from for you is you're in this consultancy coaching side of things when you have clients and they come to you and they have things out of whack. And your job is to basically get into question mode of asking them the right questions of, you know, almost diagnosing what their productivity problem is.
1: And one of the ways I start with that is trying to find out where people want to go. Like, what's their vision for their leadership? Because I'm I'm primarily in the leadership coaching space. And so trying to figure out where their leadership wants to go. But if it's just vintage life coaching, trying to find out what their life wants to look like, what their relationships want to look like in a year from now. And then we're going to time manage in in a way to get there.
0: What do you see, you know, when you when you start into your I'm almost gonna, you start your detective work uh, on them and analyze, <laughs> yep. you know, what, where is it? What are they coming from? What are their symptoms? What are some of the biggest symptoms of lack of uh, energy management, time management? What was the other one? The other phrase that you said you, you learned? Priority like management. Priority management. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what are the, what are some of the biggest symptomatic, you know, signs that things are out of whack for people with those? That's a great question. And
1: so what I see is folks who are overwhelmed. That's the number one word that I hear is there's too much coming at them. And they don't have enough hours in the day, they say, you know, to get those things done. And so there's this constant sick feeling inside of, I just can't get it all done. There's an anxiety that that seems to come with that feeling of overwhelmed that if I don't get this list done, it's going to hurt my career, it's going to hurt my relationships and then they start feeling guilty it's like all these negative emotions swirl around there's this this guilt that i'm not giving my spouse enough time and they they're looking at me and and saying are you ever going to stop working or or the, the vice versa you know i've got this to do list at work that's just never ending it's like a towel you know i just <laughs> as soon as it dries it gets wet again and i just can't ever get that stuff done so there's this guilt that comes also with procrastination of people feeling like, I know there's this stuff I got to do, but I just keep putting it off till tomorrow. So all these negative emotions are are swirling around with folks and they just feel like they're living life unsuccessfully.
0: Obviously, overwhelm is a huge downside to having all these things on your plate. Do you think that it comes down to we either have said yes to too much or not said no to other things or it's just a lack of priority or is it honestly it's probably a mix of all three right
1: it is it is we could take each one of those one at a time right there's the the saying yes too many that are too many times i think is a filtering issue like that there that we have not set up a system of filtering questions to bounce new opportunities off of for instance like Does this go? Does this make me feel strong if I were to say yes to this? Have I evaluated my life to see if I have enough margin in it before saying yes? And I think if we all had a better filtering set of questions, we would, we would be more discerning on what we say yes to. So that's definitely it. And of course, that leads to the no, the the no one as well. I would say that the biggest consequence to folks not saying no enough is work life balance suffers a work life rhythm suffers in that. So you're you're right on.
0: What are some of those initial questions then that you start to get people to open up about what the actual issues are? I mean, obviously you're questioning them and they, you know, they'll just they'll describe their symptoms to you, you know, much like a doctor. They'll say, "Okay, what are you coming in to see me for?" and then you'll start to say try to figure out what the root causes are.
1: And one of the ways they do that is through a time task analysis. Just a real simple, please, for the next two weeks, would you write down every 30 minutes what you do? And we're going to we're going to see where you're dedicating your time. Most people have not actually ever done that exercise unless they've had a a boss who's who's maybe even a little bit micromanaging to find out what they're actually doing with their time. But then we'll go through that tool. And we'll look at it and say, how much time are you spending in meetings? Meetings is a big bane for uh, leaders that I coach. They're spending way too much time in meetings. So they have very little productivity time to get their to-do list done. And boy, that's I hear that all the time. So that's a big one. We'll see where they have distractions that are, a lot, are having them squirrel away on, on things like chit-chat and uh, mindless surfing or email or social media. Or people that just come in and just steal their time and they just allow it to happen. People that aren't self-aware just sort of linger in the, on the doorframe and uh, just, just take away their time and they let them do it. So those are some of the things that we'll look at during that time task analysis.
0: That's a great first step there. I think that obviously, even if somebody is super prioritized, they if they don't have any of those guardrails or defense mechanisms set up for people to steal their time, it's not going to make much difference, though.
1: You are so correct. And, and I find that it's those, if they don't have strategies for uh, especially email and people <laughs> and uh, technology and well, even paperwork, can sort of yell at you uh, on your desk. Uh, uh, clutter sort of just yells at you and says, like, be unproductive today. <laughs> I feel like if, if it had a voice, it would say, like, look how big my pile is. Like, you can't do anything today. So if you don't have systems for, for for some of these distractions, um, you're not going to get stuff done.
0: And uh, I think that ultimately, again, that's external, but also internal. Kind of like what you said with the you know the paperwork screaming at you. It, it it's not literal screaming. It's figurative. But of course, that screaming is in your head. So it's kind of one part disorganization, one part lack of. Prioritization, you know, I'm trying to go through the list here of just what occurs to me as I'm sitting here at my own desk, which is actually pretty clear right now. So that that feels good. Nice, Uh, you know, (laughs) I, I move stuff aside, I put things away in drawers. I I don't have anything up in front of me other than the software that you and I are using to talk to each other with. You know, I've really and I've got a sign on my door that says "Do Not Disturb." I've got my air conditioner turned off. All of these things that you know, I've got my checklist in to do kind of deep focused work like we're doing right now, which is just focusing mm-hmm. in on this conversation. Obviously, though, that's something that's taken me over years and years of time uh, and even gotten thrown out of whack, uh, you know, seasonally and even recently with people being home while I'm recording. So, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a mess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and I'll have to confess that I use my top drawer as my inbox so that, <laughs> so, so literally when the pile gets too, too large, I will open my first drawer and sweep it into the drawer so that I have that feeling of peace on my desk that you were just describing, that environment that you're describing. And then I literally go in and make a calendar, uh, uh block of time so that I can get to the, the paperwork pile in my top drawer because out of sight would be out of mind.
0: I think that ultimately that kind of physical clutter can be one thing, but a digital clutter can be another, whether it's the desktop mm-hmm. of your computer or one of your specialties, which is the calendar.
1: And that and that is very true. When you said about like the the actual computer itself, like how many tabs do you have open right now is something that I'll that I'll say to my clients if we're on a virtual call. And they'll some of them will say like you know, it's so small that I can only see one little letter <laughs> because there are so many tabs that are open. And I'm saying, so what does that mean to you? Like, why do you have so many tabs open? And they'll say, like, well, I'm going to get back to that, or I haven't bookmarked that yet, or you know, I'm going to finish that later. And then the computer reboots and they lose it all, anyways.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I I am not a person who, when it comes to like browsers and tabs, like I will have tabs open while I'm using a browser. But then again, once I'm done, I like, I, I don't pin, well, I will pin tabs if I'm not done just so that I can come back to things. But mm-hmm. like, yep. uh, you know, my cat and my calendar, I try to keep as bare as possible.
1: Yes. And the, and the calendar really is the key for me personally. I would say using the blocks of time strategy uh, doubled or tripled my productivity when I learned that I don't know how many years ago it was, but and I don't remember if it was you, the one that coined the F bot term, focus blocks of time or, or someone no. that
0: you've uh, interviewed, but <laughs> I love that term. Yeah, well, go ahead and explain that because I don't think that we've had a refresher on that for a while.
1: FBOD, it's not FBOM, by the way, but FBOD, <laughs> focus blocks of time are where you literally make an appointment with yourself in your calendar as if it were an appointment with another person. The, the beauty of the strategy is that you would never stand someone up in a coffee shop if you were going to meet them prospecting for business or just a friend, right? That you would lose friends pretty quickly if you just went, eh, yeah, I'm not going to come. But how often do we do this with our priorities where we just go, no, I'm going to push that up to the afternoon. And afternoons then become runaway trains and then oh I guess we'll just shove it into tomorrow and tomorrow becomes next week so the focus block of time concept or making appointments with yourself is is great for productivity so you literally say you look on your list and you're like write perf- start performance review for Jenny and you literally go to your calendar in the next available slot of course you try to align it if you can with your biorhythms where you're gonna be freshest for the for the thinking task ahead. And then you open up nine o'clock. How long do I think this is going to take? Well, usually just starting it, I'm not going to finish it today, but just to get all the the everyone's comments and it's going to take me probably an hour. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a focus block of time for an hour and a half. I'm going to overestimate how much time that takes to get that done. And I'm going to sort of then gamify it. This is me talking now. I'm going to gamify it to try to get that task done sooner. Because then if I do, uh, I just found time, not really, but it sort of feels like I've just found time when I can sort of get things done quicker than I have the time allocated.
0: This is something that 's been really successful for myself as well. This blocking out of time not just of putting it on my task list but putting on' up putting it on my calendar as if it 's an appointment with myself because in fact it is but that's not enough, right? It's not just about making the time and putting the time down so that somebody else can't claim it from you, that you've claimed it for yourself. It's also about maintaining that claim or that stake on that time with what we were talking about earlier with distractions.
1: Ooh, boy, you really hit the nail on the head. Uh, I like to tell people, obey your calendar. Sort of like the old sprite, obey your thirst, but (laughs) obey your calendar. So once you have made that F bot you have to when that time comes you've got a choice most calendars pop up with like snooze or dismiss um, you have to decide like i'm going to do it now unless there's a person in my face and this would be in a workplace where people are coming and going i am going to dedicate i'm going to stop and i'm going to do that thing at that time and i'm going to have such a great feeling on the end of that because i got one of my biggest priorities done but it but you're right i could take self-discipline
0: We'll talk more with Paul Casey in a moment. But first, we're going to take a quick break to say thank you to our two sponsors. First up is Podcast Movement. I love Podcast Movement. I've been there many times. I was at the very first one. I was even part of the Kickstarter that kicked off Podcast Movement. And this year, Podcast Movement is going virtual where you can join me and thousands of other podcasters from around the world for over 100 live interactive breakout sessions and workshops covering topics and tracks on everything from creating your show to monetizing your show. They've got stuff for every skill level of podcaster from if you're just getting started or if you've been around for a while. Not only that, but they've got over 150 virtual exhibitors. They're going to demo live their latest podcasting gear, their equipment, their services. I always love looking at the latest and greatest when it comes to podcasting. And they're doing this from October 19th through the 29th. They're doing it over four main event days spread out across two weeks with optional workshops each day in between. You don't want to miss this. If you are a podcaster, if you're interested in podcasting podcast movement is where you need to be. Again, and join me and thousands of other podcasters from around the world. Again, it's October 19th through the 29th. Tickets start at just $99. The price is going to increase as the event gets closer. Plus, you can use my special discount code, but that's going to expire soon. So head on over to virtual.podcastmovement.com and sign up. Make sure to use my code BEYOND for the biggest discount you're going to find. And remember, it's going to end soon. So make sure you grab your ticket now. Again, go to virtual.podcastmovement.com and use my code BEYOND to get that great discount. And I'll see you at Podcast Movement Virtual. This episode's also brought to you by Woven. We're talking about time management in this episode, and I can't think of a better tool to use when it comes to that than Woven, because Woven was created to get rid of that out-of-control feeling that you have with your calendar. Woven was made to be that calendar that has all the things you need in a calendar and more, like syncing, scheduling, analytics. It's all in one place, so you can own your schedule ...and make time for what matters most. One of the most powerful things inside of Woven is the scheduling tools... ...because you can create personalized scheduling links... ...and then publish certain open office hours... ...or even do those group polls... ...where you send that link out to a bunch of people... ...they all mark when they're available... ...and then Woven pulls it all together for you... ...and says when the best options are... ...where the most people can be there. Woven also makes it possible for you to rapidly block your time... ...in your week and in your month... ...so that you can protect your time... with smart templates and they've got great analytics inside that give you insights into how you're spending your time all of this and you can try woven for free today by going to woven.com slash podcast slash beyond that's w n.com slash podcast slash beyond well, so what are the things that we can do? We can, you know, put in place. I mean, I kind of went through some of it when I was talking about all the different things that I was going off, and you know, my b- very brief but not comprehensive at all checklist of like preparing, you know, my, my pre-flight checklist for when you and I were going to sit down and record. What are other things we need to take into consideration? We can even, re- you know, reboot, rebring, you know, those things back up. So it's it's one again setting aside the time making sure that you're not interrupted by people in your current workspace because people's workspaces have definitely shuffled recently.
1: Yes. Some of the other quick tips that I give to folks are making sure you've chosen you've you've limited the number of priorities that you want to get done in a day. Yes. You know, I like to, I like to pick the number 3. I I I I know there's some magic to the number 3 that as soon as our our brain goes to number 4 we then forget, like, go to the store and get milk, bread, and eggs. Like, sure, honey. Oh, then, oh, by the way, get some gum, you know? And then it's like, okay, gum, milk, eggs. Oh, what was the fourth one? For for some reason, our brain, short-term, can only handle the three. So three is doable, more than three, and I think you have no priorities because then everything's a priority. So really nailing down the three things. and, And to be honest, Eric, what I teach is that try to pick those three today before you leave work, before you shut your computer down for tomorrow? What are the three priorities for tomorrow? Because the beauty of this is you get a hard stop on today. So you can transition to your uh, work-life rhythm. You, you know, when you hit the ground running in the morning, you don't go, oh, let's look at my to-do list and which one do I want to do today? You don't have that because you've got laid out your three things and your brain uh, tries to solve problems while you sleep. So sometimes in the shower, you wake up and you've got the aha moment of, hey, I know what I'm going to do today in that in that one area. So I would start by uh, trying to focus down to those three top priorities.
0: Now, obviously, uh, one of the reasons that you would do that is to not be questioning yourself the next morning or or losing time or lack or, or having a lack of momentum, you know, yep. coming in the next day with now I need to you know, you've already done the heavy lifting. I, I kind of refer to this. This is part of what you just described as part of my shutdown routine and also part of my weekly review slash forecasting time as I'm shutting down the week, but also looking ahead to the next week.
1: I too practice that daily in that weekly review yeah. that you talk about. So uh, what a vital habit. I've come to welcome that as a friend, <laughs> like that literal before 30 preview or whatever people call it, where you, where you decide on those three priorities for tomorrow. But it is a shutdown routine, like you said. That's when I clean up any things that have drifted off to a post-it notes, or uh, I'm going to tidy up a little bit or make sure I've got the three folders out for tomorrow. I just come to
0: really relish that time. It's like in a relay race, I refer to it as passing the baton to my future self. Yeah, that's good. So many of those races aren't about how any one individual person is fast or slow. It's about the entire team. And, you know, even fumbling the handoff of the baton means that you just lost to the other team.
1: Yeah. So then I think the best thing to do for most people now, not everyone's a morning person, but. I've had to make myself more into a morning person, even though I'm more of an afternoon guy in my chronotype. But yes, uh, I, w- I would say you hit the, you try to hit the ground running in the morning. Try to get those three top priorities done as early in the day as possible. It's the old, you know, Brian Tracy, eat that frog. Uh, makes everybody laugh whenever I talk about that book because it's really gotten infused into many cultures where they they quiz each other during the day. Hey, have you eaten your frog today? You know, and they sort of go, no, I better get at it. Or, yes, I've gotten two out of my three done for the day. And I just think it's so important to to kick procrastination to the curb by doing it first thing in the morning. And it sets off that productivity snowball for the rest of the day. And because afternoons are really runaway trains, I I can't remember where I got that quote from, but that's like, that's when a client calls you at three and says, I need this by five. And you're like, shoot, now I. Now, my three priorities aren't going to get done. There's not enough window of time to get it done.
0: Well, and if it was a priority, you wouldn't have left it till that late in the day. <laughs> time and space uh factored in because, again, sometimes the three things that are your priority for the day, potentially one of them is an important thing with somebody else or by yourself that can only be done late in the day. But, hey, those other two things better be already done. True. <laughs> true. True. So, how do we then, even if we've, I mean, again, you've already hit the nail on the head where you're saying choose the three things ahead of time, not in the day of, but the day before, which I want to come back into. By the way, what if some, what if, well, let's, let's tackle that now, actually. So let's say, for example, though, that I've chosen three things for tomorrow. Tomorrow comes and then circumstances change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do I, I mean, obviously flexibility and reprioritizing is when that, that's when that comes into play.
1: That's true. And what I like to say is people are always more important than tasks, even though usually tasks are done for the benefit of a person. I still, if a person comes in my office and says, I got to talk about my weekend, you know, there's something that happened. I'm always going to give that person my, my priority attention. And then even though the, the analytical beaver part of my brain, that my personality style is like, Oh, now I'm getting off track for the day. <laughs> I know that this person is more important than that task. So, yes, then that kicks in the I had my best laid plans, but uh, now now they're thrown off. So I will continue on me, me personally. I will continue on my blocks of time for the day. And then I will at the end of the day during my daily review. I will actually find a place to put that task unless it was urgent for that day. I will find a place to put that task in the next available time slot. So I don't lose it. And, and if I can't do it immediately, I'll literally make a note to myself, catch up, not like catch up Heinz catch up, but like, I've got to catch up from something that fell off the radar today that I have to get
0: back on. Mm. Sounds like almost you could create that as a special block of time, Potentially like on a Thursday morning, for example, and call it catch up time for an hour. And since it's already there for you available in case you need it, then it's like that backup almost pre-scheduled like, you know, it's it's the extra it's the extra jug of milk that's in the refrigerator, refrigerator down, <laughs> you know, in the garage out of the way that like, oh, man, we're out of milk. No, we're not. There's one downstairs. Go grab it
1: yeah i love that it's like i'm gonna use that by the way
0: (laughs) by the way this is totally like uh, something that (laughs) happens in my house recently with my kids it's like nope (laughs) go grab it from downstairs
1: what a great metaphor it's like this little bank of time that is reserved for just in case i'm actually going to use that eric because well (laughs) i I already (laughs) I already put in my calendar margin, you know, margin is that there's that cushion of time to absorb the unexpected. So I already have put that in my day, but I really like this special time because if it's Thursday or Friday, you know, you're going to need it. Something's going to get bounced off your calendar on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday to catch up on that. So I really love that suggestion.
0: Well, and that it, it almost is a placeholder for margin. In that way, I love that you brought up margin, actually, in fact, because that was one of the other things I was thinking of as you were saying, okay, I've I've planned my or I've chosen my three priorities for the day and I've chosen them, chosen them the day before. And we've talked through, you know, what if your day gets suddenly shaken up? However, the only reason one of the other reasons that then you can still maybe still get all three done, even if a fourth, fifth, sixth start to show up randomly that day is because you've not ultra calendared yourself again mm. this is a balance a tricky delicate uh balance between scheduling scheduling yourself enough having enough structure versus having not enough structure
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i'm and i'm an ultra scheduler I, i'm a recovering ultra scheduler my name is paul <laughs> and, uh, you're supposed to say hi paul yeah
0: hi paul so, uh,
1: so so you're right. By, by putting too much in there, again, it, it, it stimulates that failure of I put in. So let's say the average person put in just the three. Well, I put in 10. OK, so if I get eight out of my 10 done, I still feel like I failed because I didn't get all my 10 done, mm-hmm. even though I've gotten five more than the average person. So this is a game I've had to play with myself of like, I've got to make this manageable. So margin has been one of the solutions to that. To, to, to be able to catch up during the day. And those emails are still coming in. Those uh, interruptions, phone calls are still coming in. I've got to have a place to put them so I don't stress out about a, a focused block of time not getting done.
0: That's obviously one of the other reasons why you're only choosing three highest, most important you know, priorities or tasks for the day and trying to get them done as soon as possible first thing because it's a psychological thing. If you Mm -hmm. get three things done versus, you know, you chose 10 things and got twice as many of the three, you got, say you got six done out of 10, you will psychologically feel better getting the three done than you would the six based on your expectations. You are so
1: right. You're so right. And I would encourage listeners to. Really delineate where those three are. Like, if you're using obviously computer scheduling, you can make them red, you know, in your calendar. Some people go old school and put them on a three by five card and post it on their monitor. Some people put it on their dashboard if they're in sales. Some people have it on their welcome screen of their phone. So those three things are always in their face. And another way to even better get them done is to share them with someone else. There's the accountability piece of doing a standup meeting with your team early in the morning where everyone shares their big three for the day, or maybe there's a, you have a success partner that you could share it with or an assistant. I find out those are way better because then someone later in the day will ask you, how are you doing on your three?
0: Yeah, man, that's, that, uh, that, uh, that whole of, the factor of accountability is huge. And, and that is tricky when maybe you are working by yourself and not, uh, you're working virtually, you know, but you're, but you're home by yourself and maybe, you know, that's why it's good to have like a partner (laughs) or of some sort, even if they're not literally your partner, maybe there's somebody, you know, maybe it's somebody that's just in a mastermind with you or something like that.
1: Love the mastermind concept. I mean, we all need success partners, uh, in our, in our careers, because they, they call us on our BS, you know, they they ask us the difficult questions, but they're for us. They're for our success. And so if you were to ask one of them to say, hey, would you would you just uh, check in with me and ask me uh, these questions? Most of them are going to say, sure, be happy to do that. Would you do the same for me?
0: Yeah, man. I, and you know what? I think I need to maybe in this current season adopt that again with one of my mastermind friends. Uh Yeah. I, I think that that could really help me right now. I mean, again, I'm an ex- I'm a quote expert and do this productivity show, but <laughs> everybody's <laughs> schedule gets thrown out of whack or, you know, the seasonality of even if you're on top of things, even if you have had even if you have had a handle on your productivity and your time management short term uh, long haul, that's a whole other story.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I appreciate your vulnerability in that. Like, yeah, I'm I'm considered an expert, quote unquote, right, in time management. And I procrastinate something almost every day. I'll take one of those three things and I'll drag it in my computer down to the afternoon. Like, I just don't want to do that right now. And I've got to, you know, buck up and go, nope, I've got to get that done sooner. It's going to be better in the long run.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, what are some of those things, though, that you think that, you know, other than what we've talked about in terms of the blocking out of the time and the choosing of the priorities and having even the thing I came up with? I, honestly, I came up with that on the fly, and I'm going to put that into practice too. the whole like, hey, Thursday morning, mark it down and, milk. you know, write it down as ketchup. And I, I, you know, not the although to make it funny, I might literally write the condiment. Word ketchup jug of milk yes <laughs> or a jug of milk yes so I'm gonna call it jug of milk <laughs> um or margin if if all of this is is too you know abstract for you right margin time and and yeah. block out that one hour and then suddenly you've got that hour to then claim that nobody else can and then suddenly you have it and if you then don't need it guess what you just have created a break time or I don't know some a place to get ahead if that's even possible. So (laughs) right.
1: White space. Are you talking about white space? Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But uh, but outside of all of that, what are we not talking about? What are some of the ways that you've helped your clients in terms of their time management, their productivity, long haul when they have gotten off course?
1: Sure. Uh, I'll give you a few other ones here. So one would be to finish one task before starting another. I know this sounds really like a duh, but multitasking is, is they just keep coming out with more research, how it's just not good for you. 2% of the population can multitask uh, and odds are you're not one of them, right? So it'd be better to just literally finish a task and bring it to conclusion, close the tab on your computer. I'll, I'll poke at that again and then say, I'm, I'm done with that for now because your brain can only be in one place at a time. And so if I say, well, I'm going to watch this webinar and I'm going to do my budget. No, your brain's either in the webinar or it's in the budget in that exact second. So it would be, it's multitasking has been described as screwing up two things at once, right? We think we're getting two things done, but actually we're doing two things shoddy. And so I would say finishing tasks, a big one. Another one would be um, really following your bio-rhythm. I alluded to the chronotype word, which is really your, you know, your sleep schedule. And where are you the freshest in your day to do those creative tasks, those critical thinking tasks, I mean, really put your big three priorities in that slot. Cause for some of you, it might not be the morning, but it's, where's that energy sweet spot for you. It's going to feel like you get it done twice as fast in that slot. And if you do it in the sort of the dark hole of learning, as we used to say, in education, those dull times, it's going to seem like it takes twice as long to do that in those slots. So your bio rhythms big and I'll, I'll throw one other one in there. It's, it's, uh, it's delegating or outsourcing those tasks that are really a drain because those are the ones that we tend to procrastinate the most. So if there's somebody that can do it as good or better than me, then I'm going to try to outsource that as an entrepreneur to, uh, to somebody else who like, they get joy from that. Like, really? Okay. I'm going to give you my bookkeeping. Cause I hate that.
0: Yeah. Man, that's one of the other things I would love to do and i am even considering maybe paying my daughter over the summer to do is hey, there's these couple of tasks that take either a lot of time for me or 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 they're there there's something that I don't have to do, but you could do for me and maybe I could pay you. So delegation for sure. I know you also have available something called the the control my calendar checklist that is free for people to Uh, go and grab. I'd love for you to maybe tell us where more people can find you and go to grab that.
1: Sure. For that specific tool, which will really get you kickstarted on some of these principles that we've been talking about today, you can go to takebackmycalendar.com, takebackmycalendar.com. Or if you got your phone handy, you can text the word growing to 72000. So open up a text to seven two zero 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 and text the word growing and uh, you'll just approve that and you'll get that a free checklist that'll just get these foundational
0: habits set up for you. Thank you. Awesome. So, Paul, it's been awesome talking with you. I know we can go into so many other places, but this has been a great initial conversation. You'll have to come back on the show sometime in the future. I would love that. Thank you so much, Eric. Well, that's another podcast crossed off your podcast listening to do list. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Paul Casey and got something out of it and are taking some steps forward in your calendar usage. If you did benefit from listening to this conversation, I'd love for you to share this episode with somebody you know needs to hear it. You can do that by clicking that share button wherever you're listening to this in your podcast player app of choice or by heading over to the show notes at beyond the to do list.com. Thanks so much for sharing. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next episode.